We did it. We did it in here. Ow, fuck. Uh, welcome back to Misfits and Tidbits. Um, I hope you enjoyed this last month. Is this is this gonna be? Mm-hmm. So, um, the last four episodes. This is the fourth. This is our fourth. Um, we're being you know a little tribute to Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Um, Which, to be clear, we're not gonna stop doing topics about Black History after this month is over. But it um, just seems necessary and totally prevalent for us to do it now and to put the focus there and to hopefully encourage y'all to go out and learn about other stuff that has to do with Black history, get involved, you know, call your representatives, um, you know, demand justice for Black folks, fucking, and the prison industrial complex. Yeah. All the stuff. All the stuff. Um, Well, yeah, welcome back. This um, fine Monday. I was like, mm. It's not. It's, I don't know what day it is, but I don't think that's right. It is. It's Monday. Monday. Totally Monday. Uh, if if you're unfamiliar, um, I'm Ethan, and this is the Junie of House Toonie. And um, Junie will be uh, teaching us about something something new. You're going to say learning us? I was going to say learning it. Can't stop saying that in my head. Um, what are we learning today? Uh, we're learning about some fun stuff. I thought it would be super great to bring some queer love into this and to talk about some some other issues outside of just um, Black history because, you know, Black history played a huge role in um, LGBTQIA plus history. So I thought that it'd be super awesome if we did an episode on Marsha P. Johnson. I don't know who that is. Oh, I think you do. Probably. But You're probably right. Yeah. I, as as we know, I don't remember most things. Yes. So, yeah. especially names, I could not. We should face each other a little bit more. I feel like that'll just help our, our conversation. Okay, perfect. The camera does not need to see you even a little bit. No. Nope. It definitely needs to see me. <laughs> okay, let's adjust this back a little bit. Just a little bit. Okay. I want to maybe scoot a little bit closer. I think that he like, wants it closer. I don't know. Closer, 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 closer. Pretend like we like Too each close. other. You. Bless you. Thanks. Okay. All right. Tell me about uh, Martha. You say Martha? Marsha. Marsha. Mm-hmm. That was close. Yes. So, um, my disclaimer at the top of this episode, I have a couple. Um, the first being if I do get anything wrong or if there's anything that I missed that is super important to this topic, please feel free to send us an email at hello at mntpodcast.com. The other... Disclaimer that I have is that Wikipedia said that Marsha never self-identified as a trans woman. So I will be using she, her pronouns throughout this research, but um, because that's what every other source used, but she actually never self-identified. And a lot of sources actually said that she probably more closely identified with gender non-conforming. I don't know, that's just how she, that's how she, like, would have identified her. That's how she, that's who she was. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't really a common or acknowledged identification at that point. So, um, I will be using she, her pronouns. They, them is probably a little bit more uh, accurate. Um, and also, fun little tidbit, um... Wikipedia did not actually. Wikipedia didn't gender her at all, except in one sentence. I found that they actually gendered her, which was interesting. But the rest of the time, they called 
her Johnson the whole way through, or Marsha P. Johnson or whatever. But so, I mean, it's an easy way to not misgender the person you're writing yeah, about. I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it starts sounding just like because language we use pronouns so much in language, it sounds yeah. a little bit uh, off. But you know, we use she, her, they, them, he, him all the time in our sentences. You know. Yeah. Um, what time period does this take place in? Um, 1945 through the 90s. Wow. It's a much longer span. I mean, it's her life. Well, yeah, it's a longer span of time than I imagined this was. I thought it was coming in coming later, but. Yeah. 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 I'll take the whole, I'll take the whole enchilada rather than just, you know, the, oh, the back end. An enchilada sounds so good right now. Enchiladas are fantastic. <sighs> You remember the enchilada at Taco Bell? No, I do. Sergio, do you remember the enchilada? Okay, it's Are like you a... thinking of a Crunchwrap Supreme. Because that's the only thing we can eat from Taco Bell. Well, it was way before I was vegan. <laughs> it wasn't recent. It was like it was basically an enchilada. That's all it was really. I it was it was a smothered burrito, but kind of. That checks out with the enchilada name. Enchilada is literally an enchilada burrito, but. Which uh, in smothered burrito enchilada. In, enchilada is basically a smothered burrito. It's a smothered corn tortilla burrito. Burritos are typically with the enchilada was a tortilla. flour tortilla. So so it was, it was just a smothered burrito. I'll take two. Also, yeah, you know much. what I hate? What when people called sm- when people call smothered burritos wet burritos? Yeah, I know we discussed this, but you are from a different place. Everyone calls them wet burritos. Yeah, you're in wet burrito town. That's disgusting. Wet burrito county. That's so. <laughs> hey, they okay. they make me wet, so you know. I mean, I thought aptly named when I heard that. I was like, "Yep, that's disgusting." I'm wet as fuck. I'm just imagining like like a really good well made burrito, and then you just pour water on it. Why would you pour water on a burrito? Because that's how you make it wet. No, you pour some good ass sauce on it. Yeah, I make some good ass sauce. Yeah, you do make some good ass sauce. Some good right. ass sauce. Stop talking about ass sauce and um, get into the story. I might be, might be a little, a little hungry. Um, okay. <laughs> Shocking. So, my sources this week are marshap.org, uh, a lot of organizations. So, marshap.org, glsen.org, ucnj.org, legacyprojectchicago.org, Britannica, vogue.co.uk, so uh, UK Vogue. Excuse me, and... Wiki, who'd have fucking guessed it, Pedia. <laughs> Is that, that's not an actual website. That's, that's what you wrote as in Wikipedia. Yeah, it's, it's Wiki, Wiki, who'd have fucking guessed it, Pedia. <laughs> got it, got it, got it. Okay. okay. Also, also, right before we get into it, a little reminder, uh, there is a um, new little segment at the end of the every episode. Yeah. Where I'll be sharing something, um, usually Sergio and I are curious about, and we do a not deep dive a very shallow dive like three feet into... it's usually when we're very drunk playing video games or something yeah you're like hey um, so we, how does this work and then we look into it and then we're gonna tell you about it and we won't be able to answer any actual in-depth questions about it but you know i'm still gonna like leverage that go for it just throw them at me i'm like i don't know <laughs> <laughs> i do want you to there's a, there's a name i have for you that i want you to try to pronounce with me because i have not tried it myself okay but it's it's a big one so I tried, oh no, I didn't. I was going to try something new, but um, I have 
gotten to a point where I know that my notes are about six to nine pages. Um, so what I was going to do is put the pictures in line, like in my notes, so I could just show you them like whenever they come up. But then I have no idea what my page count is, and I don't know if I have enough information to. Oh, put you were gonna episode. put in like in in my like, actual in my image, notes. In yeah, the notes exactly. rather than a link. Yeah, so I did that for several of them, and then I was just like, it seems like I might have enough content, but I have no idea. So like, I need to know if I need to do more research or something. I like think that. regardless, just get the full research. Like, just, I mean, I I do, but then it's like I, I mean, honestly feel like I need on, filler. Don't judge it on like page count, even if it's a short episode or if it's a long episode. Like just. Because like, I felt like I had enough, but then I was like, I should probably add at least a little bit of stuff to this. A little bit of, a little bit of, oomph, you know, oomph. little cherries well, on top. I mean, no matter what, I would All say of just... your fucking maraschino cherries just right on top. Oh, you want to bring up my, whatever. Your affliction. My affliction. It's not an affliction, it was just a habit. A gross habit. Okay. So, Marsha P. Johnson. Ow. Why do I keep doing that? I don't know. I feel like I need to just... I feel like just, to... just remove my elbows. No. <laughs> no. Is that a thing? <laughs> yes. Um, I was going to say about the cherries. I just ate a lot of them when I was a kid. That's it. I wasn't doing anything weird with cherries. Just, just to be clear. <laughs> so I feel like I had a... That sounded like I had a weird problem with cherries. I was just doing something weird with them. I wasn't. I was just, just shoving them in your nose and your ears. Yeah, no, I wasn't doing that. I was just eating them. A lot of them. And then just getting off on it. Getting off on it. Okay. Getting, getting wet. Like my burritos. Okay, so this is Marsha. I have seen this photo. Yes, of course you have, and you'll figure out who mm-hmm. she is and why she, not why she's important. She's important because she's a fucking person. I did learn but, about her within the last year. Yes, you did, and I guarantee you learned about her in June. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. It's almost a year ago. It's just uh, those teeth so nice. I know. I know. Like, what a fucking smile. Can I have him? Can I have him? She's beautiful. Also, I know that there are some people that don't even identify this as, like, a thing. Um, So if this is, like, I don't know. Even though I identify as, like, on some spectrum of the trans spectrum, I know several people who do not want people to know their dead names and then i know several people who literally don't care because it's like a part of their identity and who they yeah. were and who they are and all that stuff it all comes to the personal preference of right but each it, person in just like using discretion and i know that you know she's no longer alive but i still like i mean she was marsha p johnson that's who she was when she was living and when she died so that's who we know that's who i'm talking about i'm not talking about you know what her birth name is or whatever so just okay. yeah all right. Um, cool. So, Marsha B. Johnson was a black trans woman, activist, self-identified drag queen, performer, and survivor. The P in her name stood for pay it no mind, which is what Marsha would say in response to questions about her gender. I fucking love it. That's what the P in my middle name stands for now. And what? Why? Why? What? Pay it no mind. I just like that phrase. That's Yeah. Yeah. Hers was like when people would just be like, you know. Lenari yeah. and should be like, pay it no mind. Yeah, I just think it's a good attitude all the also, time. I love that. And For that, any like, nonsense. That 100% like, fits the like, just wonderful like gender nonconformist. I don't know, just like fucking she is so free, you know? Yeah. Um, 
she uh got the johnson in her name from the restaurant howard johnson's on 42nd street in new york um and then marcia was kind of a um just like a like a twist on her birth name basically so marcia pete johnson uh, Marsha went by Black Marsha before settling on Marsha P. Johnson, so a lot of the articles talked about her, at, like, with using that name. Um, but then she, when she settled on Marsha P. Johnson, that's how, like, she, people just knew her from then on forward. Mm-hmm. So on August 24th, 1945, Marsha was born to Malcolm Michael Sr. and Alberta, maiden name Claiborne, Michaels, in Elizabeth, New Jersey. Um, Malcolm Michael Sr. was an assembly line worker at GM, and Alberta was a housekeeper. And Marsha was the fifth of seven children. We cover a lot of people that have a lot of siblings in, in this show. My need to cover a single child. <laughs> Ed Kemper's next. <laughs> Sick. Let's go to single children. Um, all murderers. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, also dropped on their head. It's, you know, just just who they be. I was thinking, I was thinking, like, do we have any single? No, Sergio's not a single, single child. That's he is single. My head. He is single. Ladies, <laughs> gentlemen, <laughs> fellas. <laughs> um, okay, so her family was very religious. So during her childhood, they attended the Methodist Episcopal Church, um, and her family remained devoutly re- religious later in life. They did like. They, I don't think that they stuck to one denomination. They like went in, through a period of Catholicism, but they really stayed devoutly Christian for their entire lives. Mm-hmm. Um, Marcia began wearing dresses at the age of five, but stopped temporarily due to harassment by boys who lived nearby. So when she was really young, she definitely obviously knew who she was and yeah. started to express that. But she also became the young victim of sexual assault by an adolescent boy. So after this, she described the idea of being gay as, quote, some sort of dream, rather than something that seemed possible. It's very sad. Very sad, yeah. Um, Johnson's mother reported that being homosexual is like being lower than a dog, but Johnson said that Alberta was unaware of the LGBT community. So it was reported that her mom said that, but when uh, Marsha was, like, approached and asked about it, she was just like, my mom doesn't even know what being gay means, you know? So, it was also, like, she was born in the 40s, Yeah. so. I mean, even so, lower than a dog is, like, being human, so. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Dogs are top. Dogs completely transcend. It was, like, that meme that we were just talking about where, uh, like, God creating animals, and it was just, like, creating a really super fluffy thing, but let's put razor blades on its feet, and that's yeah. cats, and it's just, like. You know, when dog created dogs, he was just like, I think I'm going to want these ones back. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Did you just say dog created dogs? Yeah. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, dog is God. I was like, hey, put your dog's back. Yeah. Dog I bless. do. <laughs> dog bless everybody. Anyway. Um, anyway, Marcia was educated in the Elizabeth Public School System, the city when she was born, and graduated from Thomas A. Edison High School in 1963. When she was 18. Okay? No. Yeah? Yes. That's 18. I can't math. I don't know. 45. 63. 10 years in between. 3. 5. 8. Yes. 18. Yes. <laughs> checks out. Math checks out. 
Cool. All right. So after graduating high school, she enrolled in the United States Navy for a brief brief stint. That was only from one source, though, so I'm not entirely sure if that's totally true because another source said that she moved straight to New York mm-hmm. um, after she graduated, and she moved with $15 and a bag of clothes. It was like, see ya! Um, which could have happened after she came back from the Navy, mm-hmm. but most places or most sources just said she left went to new york 15 dollars and like tried to make her life there but she permanently relocated to new york's greenwich village in 1966 so she graduated in 63 it was said that she went to the navy so she could have gone between then and then moved to new york into greenwich village in 66 but who knows exactly that would make sense i mean that's a fair amount of years to like like i've known people that went into the navy for like what, like four years or so, basically, and then... And the idea of temporarily moving to New York with $15 for three years yeah. seems like a lot of time before you permanently move, so... Yeah. So, I, yeah, we'll say that that's, that's potentially what happened. Potentially, because we don't know. Conjecture. It's what I read. Um, if anybody knows for sure, please... Speculation. Yes. Please feel free to send us an email if, if you know. Or Marcy. a tweet or anything. Just... <sighs> I mean, maybe not a tweet. I was just going to say, if someone sends us a tweet, are you going to see it? Yeah. You will? I am logged in on my phone. Oh, okay. Well, then you can send us a tweet. I will see it. I won't see literally anything. I don't Um, even know what Twitter is. Or Instagram. Message us on Instagram. Instagram. Contact us. Stalk us and then find us on the street and yell at us. I have a tweet that I'll probably tweet. So then somebody's going to listen to this episode and then see my tweet later on and be like, you know, whatever. But... (laughs) I have been I don't know called. What I knew that meant. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet it at some point on my own Twitter. Oh, okay. No, um, but I've been called Miss so much lately on the street. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually when you are. So glad that I just brought this up. That was... Yeah, it happens all the time. Yeah. Because I have long hair and I oh, have people a people ma- call us ladies all the time. Yeah, I have, like, a, ladies. I, I have a, a mask on so they can't see all this this striking mustache that I'm able to grow. <laughs> so they just they see two long haired people just sitting there like ladies and miss and I'm just like sometimes I'll like speak so then I wanna see the panic in their face. But sometimes I'll just stay quiet because I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm not going to speak to, like, I don't want to... Sometimes I don't want to put it on them, so I'm like, don't there's worry about this, it, it's fine. There's this thing, uh, it's a Tig Notaro joke, and then I also saw a TikTok of it, but Tig Notaro is like, you know, I get, like, misgendered all the time. Like, people call me sir all the time. So, like, my thing, or like, and she's like, I encourage you to do this, but if you do it, and you have a good experience from it, you have to give me credit, or whatever she says. Um, but she says, you know, so like whenever someone's just like, here's your pack of gum, sir, you say, thank you, ma'am. Like if it's a dude, yeah, obviously. Just... So so then I saw this other thing um, that was, I believe, a non-binary person. I think that that's who is making the TikTok. But it was just like, you know, people tend to misgender people all the time. So like, you know, I just don't think that people understand what it's like to be misgendered if you're cis and you're, you know, like you look like a cis person. Um, so... It just only makes sense that, you know, you could do it in return and then, like, did this whole logic, like, thing to say, like, why that would make sense. And then at the very end, it's just like, what I'm saying is misgender cis people. (laughs) It's very funny. It's a long way to say that. 
Anyway, my tweet is not that. <laughs> Got it. So the there like you know there's Miss and Mister and Misses. The non-binary term is mix. So instead of like MS, it's MX. Is it really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but so I was. You don't have to explain your tweet. Are you going to explain your. Yeah. Well, if you're going to tweet it at some point, you don't have to explain it. Out. Anyone that watches is going to be like, old news when they see the tweet, they're not even going to retweet it or like it. Good news is we have no listeners and I don't have any followers on Twitter. So. We do have listeners. How dare you? I listen every week when I'm editing. <laughs> <laughs> I think Sergio listens. When we sit here and talk, talk to him right now. He's listening. <laughs> He'll see your tweet and be like, mm. uh, He doesn't even follow me on Twitter. He doesn't even know what my at is. I don't use Twitter. He doesn't use Twitter anymore. None of us do. <laughs> so I go on to read articles. Moon. I haven't tweeted in a very long time, but I'll retweet really cool art stuff sometimes. Or funny developer jokes. Can I tell my tweet? Just, I think you just save your tweet. Tweet it from the Misfits and Tibbets Twitter. It has, it's a personal trans thing. It has nothing to do with. Sign, sign it, Junie. No. Okay. If you know, you know. You get this if you listen to us. <laughs> Go ahead and explain your tweet. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. No, it's fine. I, I want to hear it. No, now. literally, it's fine. Well, I'll never see it because I was I just going to say, it. you're going to see it now. You're, well, you'll see it later. Just well, like you said, you'll see it later. But I won't, so I don't use Twitter. You just said that everybody's going to see it later, so that's fine. Well, I'll use the Misfits and Tidbits Twitter, and then I'll follow you on there. So then I'll see it. Oh, dude, I'll get another follower. Uh, yeah. Sick. On top of my seven that I have that are bots. Bots. Robots are going to rule the world one day. You already hit your way ahead of everybody else. What's okay, that? so Sergio just left and came back, but he's also wearing all black and it's dark outside of the room. So when the door opened, I just thought it was opening by itself, and I was like, what is happening? Silence on the floor. I hope I don't edit at that point, because I'm always trying to match the audio, but if I hear two clicks that close, I'm going to think it's off, and it's going to be like... Oh, it's going to be But it's fine. That was good. That was good. All right, are we ready? I'm so ready. I've never been more ready. So... Marshall permanently relocated to New York's Greenwich Village in 1966. Yes. Um, survival for her after that permanent move was difficult. At times, she waitressed or panhandled, but mostly she worked as a sex worker. Um, after meeting gay people in the city, though, Johnson finally felt like it was possible to be gay and was able to come out. She also just, like, lived a hard life. Like, she had, you know, she, she suffered various traumas and she had a lot of, um, like just bad experiences with the people like when she was sex working and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. So it was just, it was really hard for her. According to Susan Stryker, a professor of human gender and sexuality studies at the university of Arizona, Johnson's gender expression could perhaps most accurately be called gender nonconforming. Johnson never self-identified with the term transgender, but the term was also not in broad use while Johnson was alive. So I kind of already said all that. <laughs> yeah. But, but there's, there's there's the the source of yeah. it. Got it. Whoop, there it is. <laughs> Whoop, there it is. She was tall, slender, and often dressed in flowing robes and shiny dresses, red plastic high heels, and bright wigs, which tended to draw attention. As they do. I mean, anybody wearing that. Yeah. Would look very vibrant. Uh-huh. 
she was infamous for her unique design and costume creation. Uh, she would receive leftover flowers after sleeping under tables used for sorting flowers in the flower district of Manhattan and was known for wearing crowns of fresh flowers. She also liked dressing in ways that would display, quote, the interstice between masculine and feminine, which was a quote from Edmund White um, in his 1979 Village Voice article, The Politics of Drag. Quote, she's both masculine and feminine at once, which was a quote from Kate Millett's Sexual Politics. So very much played with just, just yeah, gender non Yeah. Com- very, I was gonna say confirmation, but very non-conforming. It's, yeah, <laughs> it's very much a mix of the the two just playing together. Like it's yeah. it's not one, it's not the other. Yeah. So so potentially free of gender and I, and has nothing to do with the binary. As a fan of fresh flowers, I would love to have the company. What is that a company? Yeah, buy fresh flowers. It's a it's a clothing company. No, just fresh flowers, like, like like fresh flowers. Well, yeah, but anyway, yeah. As a, a fan, blonde hair too. That was black, was it? Yeah. No, it was in the light. To be yeah, there, it is. I hate it. All right. I literally sorry. Glow in, in the dark. Interrupted by a by a hair, a stray hair. Um, as a fan of fresh flowers, the actual item, not a brand that I didn't know existed. Um, I would love to have someone around that just always had fresh flowers on them. Joe Van wears it all the time. He wears the brand or fresh flowers? Oh, that'd be sick if he wore fresh flowers. That's what I'm saying. I want... No, just the brand. Um, Yes. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, very um, indicative of, like, that. it was a very staple item of hers. And, I mean, freaking just... Yeah, the the photo. Let's just bring it back. Beautiful. Beautiful. Uh, And I honestly, when I saw the photo initially, I was like, I didn't think those were fresh. Well... There you go. It's amazing. Most of Johnson's performance work was with, so her uh, drag performance work was with groups that were more grassroots, comedic, and political. So not just flashy and doing it for the sake of doing drag. She was doing it for a purpose. Mm -hmm. She performed with multiple drag groups. Um, And I have two here. It's It's possible that she... Worked with more, but these were the two that were listed that I found. Mm -hmm. So her most popular that she performed with were called Hot Peaches. Uh, The group was J. Camisias, International New York-based drag performance troupe. She uh, performed with them from 1972 through shows in the 90s. Um, And she became an AIDS activist and appeared in the Hot Peaches production, The Heat, in 1990. So this is what the Hot Peaches look like. That is amazing. Yeah, little drag babies. That in there. the yeah the little little kid on the left looks like you. <laughs> no, is that what you think I look like? No, just like as a kid with long hair, probably. I didn't have long hair as a kid. I know. Just seeing you now, I can't imagine what you look like with short hair. Yeah. No, anyway, he, it looks he, like he, what? He looks like a a kid that I that I have seen recently like I like an actual I was in a, yeah I was gonna like explain it but I was like that's too much to explain it's a what's her name's kid from from the studio that Sergio and I worked in um she's having another baby what's her name I don't remember her name Jenny I know her her Instagram handle I, oh, no. I forgot her name completely 
Is, well, is it the one with the husband that we yeah. were in the elevator with that one time? No, no. Her husband's name is Kevin. That's no, the no, lady no. I'm talking about. No, it's, okay. it's uh, another um, gal that worked there. She was from Russia, the Russian one. Was she the one with the blue chair? No, she didn't. She didn't actually have an office, like a desk there. She just came and rented the studio. Constantly. I don't know. She had children. She had a. She has a boy, and he looks like that. Wow. Yeah, she took he, beautiful photos. Yeah, she still does. I still follow her. She's an incredible photographer, and she's pregnant. She's having another baby. Congratulations! If you see this, which you won't, but she probably won't. But, congratulations! You know, congratulations to her. Sorry, I forget your name. Also, I would like to just say that the photo that you just saw came from a source called uh, QueerGuru.com. Love that. Amazing. Uh, okay. So the uh, second group that I got that she performed with was called the Angels of Light, uh, which was uh, the Coquettes, a similar drag troupe from San Francisco, formed an East Coast troupe, East Coast troupe called the Angels of Light, with which Marsha also performed in. Cool. I have a quote from her that says, I was no one, nobody from Nowheresville, until I became a drag queen. That's what made me in New York. That's what made me in New Jersey. That's what made me in the world. Quote from Marsha B. Johnson herself. I love that. Marsha quickly became a prominent fixture in the LGBTQ community, serving as a drag mother, helping homeless and struggling LGBTQ youth. Um, I will go into that. I have an entire section for her activism. So that is like a, that's a summarization of what she did with some of her activism. But I go into the details of how she actually did that. Yeah. I have a fun tidbit here, which uh, actually went into one of her identifications, one of the articles that I read. But the fun tidbit is that in 1975, Johnson was photographed by famed artist Andy Warhol as a part of a Ladies and Gentlemen series of Polaroids. So one of the uh, articles that I read identified her as an Andy Warhol, Andy Warhol model, which is cool. Cool. So uh, she was a tireless advocate for AIDS patients, but she was also diagnosed with HIV herself in 1990. Due to the stress and trauma she endured, she was known to have severe mental issues. There's a lot of content on this and a lot of connotation that was associated with her um just like some of the disorders that she had adopted because of the trauma that she went through Mm -hmm. um but i don't go into any of that because it's pretty fucked up so i'm just going to tell you kind of matter of factly what actually happened with her so she spoke of first having mental breakdowns in 1970 She also had an angry and violent side that would come out when Johnson was depressed or under severe stress. Uh, This dual personality of hers has been described as, quote, a schizophrenic schizophrenic personality at work. When this happened, when she would get angry and violent when she was stressed, she would often get in fights and wind up hospitalized and sedated, and friends would have to organize and raise money to bail her out of jail to secure releases from places like Bellevue, which is where she went after she... I think she was on trial for, like, the death of one of her husbands or something like that, something, mm-hmm. or, like, a partner that she had. And um, she, like, I like had nothing to do with it or anything like that, but it was probably, like, wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. And she just, like, yeah. already had mental issues, so it was basically stacked against her, and she ended up going to Bellevue for it. Got it. 
She was said to have always put others' needs before her own and remained very close with her family throughout her life. So even though they were religious, Mm. she was definitely authentically herself and still was able to remain close with her family. And um, as my last little bit for the about her section, like her, you know, summarization of biography, I have a quote that says her forthright nature and enduring strength led her to speak out against injustices, which was a quote from UNJC.org. And I think with that, it would probably be a good time for a wee break. I am very excited to hear about how she fought these injustices. Amitambien. When we come back, I really have to be so. I know, I know. I yeah. It's 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 not even okay. It's dire. Really, this is gonna be a wee break. It's become dire. I gotta go. We will see you in just a bit. Okay. Goodbye. And we're back. And wait, we're back. Our backs. Our backs. <laughs> we are our backs. We are backs. Uh, we left off with uh, the quote that said, forthright nature and enduring strength led her to speak out against injustices. And we're now going to hear about how... Her activism. Uh, we're about to hear about her activism. God bless. Dog bless. Hold on, I'm not done. I'm not, I'm not done. It's coming. Uh, there it is. Bless. Thank you. Now you get a burp segment. Oh, I love a burp burp segment i love uh, that's actually what the end of this episode is gonna be it's a burp segment there we i go. changed it i'm not gonna tell you about anything it's gonna burp we're just gonna burp back and forth and burp the abcs backwards i'm gonna burp the one two threes backwards the one two threes <laughs> no you're just gonna count forever no backwards from what <laughs> exactly from the last number yes what's the last number yeah <laughs> I get it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, the Stonewall Inn was often shortened to Stonewall, and it is a gay bar and recreational tavern in the Greenwich Village neighborhood of Lower Manhattan, New York City. Marsha was one of the first drag queens to go to the Stonewall Inn after they began allowing women and drag queens inside. It was previously a bar only for gay men. So, this is what the Stonewall Inn looks like. Now, this is today. This is obviously after last year. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, because, you know, nobody gave a shit before that. Yeah. So, June 28th, 1969. Nice. S- the Stonewall Uprising occurred. The summer of 69. That's a notorious summer. It was a series of spontaneous demonstrations by members of the gay or LGBTQIA plus community, which it wasn't that before. It was the LGBT community. Mm -hmm. Uh, The demonstrations began in response to a police raid that began in the early morning hours of the Stonewall Inn. Patrons of the Stonewall and other village lesbian and gay bars and neighborhood street people fought back when the police became violent. So there was a raid done in the bar itself and the police started just like beating people just yeah 100 percent, just fucking going in gasp our boys in blue they our, would they would never our bastards in blue <laughs> <laughs> um oh. yeah so the riots uh, are widely considered to constitute one of the most important events leading to the gay liberation movement and the 12th century tw- nope 20th century <laughs> <laughs> 
woof. Whoa. The 20th. Is there time travel involved? <laughs> yeah, gay rights actually began in the 12th century. Damn. Um, and the 20th century fight for LGBT rights in the United States. Got it. QIA plus. <laughs> so many eyewitnesses have identified Marsha as one of the main instigators of the uprising, and thus some have recognized her as the vanguard of this movement. Johnson denied starting the uprising and said that she arrived long after the riots started. So there were several reports of different things that she did during the night that were like super crazy. There was one where she, there was like a report that of people saying that she took a shot glass and threw it at a mirror and said like, I want my rights now during this whole thing. And she said that she wasn't even there when that could have happened. So that like, it definitely didn't happen. She didn't, she didn't start this. She wasn't really a big part of it. But on the second night, it is actually corroborated that Johnson climbed up a lamppost and dropped a bag with a brick in it down to a police car shattering the windshield. My fucking girl. Person. Love. <laughs> um, so yeah, so after a year, uh, the, sorry, a year after the uprising, to mark the anniversary on June 28th, the first gay pride marches took place in New York, Los Angeles, and San Francisco. And she marched in the first gay pride rally in New York. Fuck yeah. Today, LGBT pride events are held annually throughout the world toward the end of June to mark the Stonewall riots. In 1992, Stonewall, a Stonewall memorial was moved to Christopher Street to recognize gay liberation, the gay liberation movement. So the Stonewall Inn is on Christopher Street, so there was a monument erected to commemorate it and it was then it was moved to christopher street and marcia said how many people have died for these two little statues statues to be put in the park to recognize gay people how many years does it take for people to see that we're all brothers and sisters and human beings in the human race i mean how many years does it take for people to see that we're all in the rat race together hopefully not all of the years i mean we're we're in the all of the years part still we're, we're so. trying we're trying though Marsha was nicknamed the, quote, Saint of Christopher Street, where the Stonewall Inn is located, because of the generosity they had shown towards people in New York's LGBTQ plus community. After Stonewall, Johnson joined the Gay Liberation Front and was active in the Gay Liberation Front Drag Queen Caucus. In August 1970, she staged a sit-in protest at the Weinstein Hall at New York University alongside fellow GLF members after administrators canceled a dance when they found out it was sponsored by gay organizations. Motherfuckers. Shortly after that, uh, Marsha and close friend Sylvia Rivera co-founded the street. I have a very hard time saying this word, but this is what it's called. What is, what is it? Oh, yeah. Can I just not say it? You can just not say it. I thought it was like a pronunciation thing. No. Yeah, you could just not say that. So it's the street. Can I spell it? Yeah, go ahead. T-R-A-N-S-V-E-S-T-I-T-E. Action Revolutionaries or Star Organization. So that word is just super derogatory and has been used to slander trans people. So if you still say it, or if your parents say it, or if your grandparents say it to describe trans people, tell them that that's not right. Do your own research in our experience and what we know to be true and correct. Transgender is a more appropriate and effective and communicative term for what 
the or for you know just just transgenderism um and you shouldn't say that word so just don't say it and i didn't say it so you shouldn't say it but in 1972 so yeah disregarding the fact that that word is now offensive it wasn't then and that's not why they you know made it it was literally to include all trans folk in 1972 they established the star house which was a shelter for gay and trans street kids and they paid the rent for it with money that they made themselves as sex workers. So Marsha P. Johnson and Sylvia Rivera both started that house and did the work to to house many, many people. It's amazing. Yeah. So when I was saying that she did a lot of work to help like youth and stuff like yeah. that within the LGBTQ community, that was that was that was it. While being interviewed for a book in 1972, Johnson said her ambition was, quote, to see gay people liberated and free and to have equal rights that other people have in America, with her, quote, gay brothers and sisters out of jail and on the streets again. In 1973, Johnson and Rivera were banned from participating in the gay pride parade by the Gay and Lesbian Committee, who were administering the events, stating that they, quote, were going to allow drag queens at their marches and claiming that they were, quote, giving them a bad name. So saying that that drag queens were giving the gay community a bad name. Yeah. You hate to see part of, like, that, you know, community as a whole now. Like, even then. I mean, even now, I know there's... I mean, even now, the it's... Speaking as a queer person, the fucking, like, like cis gay communities can be so gay yeah yeah i know but it's just so sad to see like in in that in such a big way to bar them from and an entire like subset of the lgbtq community yeah Yeah. so their response was to march defiantly ahead of the parade (laughs) we can't march we can't march in it so we're just gonna march right in fucking front of you so um, because we talked a lot about Marsha marching in pride parades, this is her at one of the parades. Fuck yeah. At another gay rights rally in the early 70s, a reporter asked her why the group was demonstrating, and Johnson shouted into the microphone, Darling, I want my gay rights now. In the 1980s, Johnson continued to play an active part in street activism. So from 1987 through 1992, she was an AIDS activist with ACT UP, which is an international grassroots political group working to end the AIDS, not epidemic, pandemic, excuse me. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this this episode is going to have more can cracks than, than any episode prior. It's true. All right. Well, I'll wait. I'll wait. Because we're just about to get to another section. So I'm just going to make a montage of all the the cracks in this episode. Butt cracks included. I was just going to be like, you should moon. You should definitely moon the camera. Do it. There aren't enough moonings anymore. People should moon people. (laughs) I think that's illegal. I think we're doing with the amount of moons we don't I think I've I mean, like, you should moon me more. That's fair. In the privacy of our own. I just want to see your butt all the time. That's, well, yeah, I can show your butt. I can make that happen. Um, But if it's. Yeah, no, consensually. Don't moon people, not consensually. I think I've seen enough moons and done enough mooning in my life. I've never mooned anybody or anything at any time in my entire life. Anyway. (laughs) This is to the moons. All of Saturn's moons. It's for all the moons in space. 
Anyway. So. Um, lovely to hear about all the um, activism that she uh, participated in yes, throughout her life. Yes. Yeah. Very, very big and important. And uh, she was just, like, uh, so unapologetic and, like, unfazed. I mean, the, the pee was there for a reason. Exactly. She said fuck it to everything and just kept kept doing the thing. Pay she knew who she was no and she went for it. Yeah. No mind. Pay it. No mind. Keep doing your thing. So, at the time of her death in 1992, Johnson was said to be increasingly sick and in a fragile state, according to Randy Wicker, which I believe is a friend of hers. Mm -hmm. um, and he was saying that in regard to her mental health. Got it. Shortly after the 1992 Pride Parade, Johnson's body was discovered floating in the Hudson River. Police initially ruled the death as a suicide, but Johnson's friends and other members of the local community insisted that she was not suicidal and noted that the back of her head had a massive wound. So they obviously suspected foul play. Mm -hmm. So those who were close to her considered the death suspicious, and many claimed that while she did struggle mentally, this did not manifest itself as suicidal. So according to Wicker, the person who spoke above, a witness saw a neighborhood resident fighting with her on July 4th, 1992. During the fight, he used a homophobic slur and later bragged to someone at a bar that he had killed a drag queen named Marsha. Fuck that guy. And the police still were like, we don't fucking care. Of course, Absolutely yeah, not. of course they're going to follow up. Yes. So law enforcement was, excuse me, law enforcement was not interested in investigating her death. And they stated that the case was about a, quote, gay black man. And they wanted little to do with it at the time. Fuck you. Fuck you then. Fuck you now. You sound great. I'm yeah. being sarcastic. <laughs> So uh, Johnson was cremated, and following the funeral at a local church, friends released Johnson's ashes over the river. Um, police allowed 7th Avenue to be closed while her ashes were carried to the river. Hmm. However, in December of 2002, a police investigation resulted in the reclassification of Johnson's cause of death from suicide to undetermined. And then in November of 2012, an activist named Mariah Lopez succeeded in getting the New York, New York, New York Police Department to reopen the case as a possible homicide. And then in 2016, Victoria Cruz of the Anti-Violence Project also tried to get Johnson's case reopened and succeeded in gaining access to the previously unreleased documents and witness statements. Cruz sought to... Uh, get new interviews with witnesses, friends, and other activists, and police who had worked the case or had been on the force of the time of Johnson's probable murder. Um, however, the case still remains unsolved. So it is still... So it's... it's, it's sorry. It still remains like a... Undetermined. Uh, undetermined. So the last... But after that, there was a possible homicide, which is... Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's still being investigated. Technically undetermined, but possible homicide. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah, okay. there's just, there hasn't reached any definitive answer. Got it. To my knowledge, the case is not closed. It has been reopened, and as of 2016, it's still reopened, so. Yeah. In 2018, the New York Times published a belated obituary for her. Our girl, Marsha P. Johnson. That's nice. 
So I have a little bit of a last section here, and uh, then I think we'll be good to get, you know, another tidbit. But this section is called More Tidbits. So. Yeah. So I'll give you a bunch of them, and then I'll hear a tidbit from you. Yes, you will. So, the Marsha B. Johnson Institute was started in memoriam of her. Their mission statement on their website states, quote, The Marsha P. Johnson Institute, or MPJI, projects and defends the human rights of Black transgender people. We do this by organizing, advocating, creating an intentional community to heal, developing transformative leadership, and promoting our collective power. On May 30th in 2019, it was announced that Johnson and Sylvia Rivera would be honored with monuments at Greenwich Village near the site of the Stonewall Club to commemorate them and their work that they did. Uh, reminder that Sylvia Rivera was the person who started Star with uh, Marsha B. Johnson. Construction uh, is rumored to be completed by 2021. These monuments of Johnson and Rivera will be the world's first monuments to honor transgender activists. Amazing. In June 2019, Johnson was one of the inaugural 50 American pioneers, trailblazers, and heroes inducted on the National LGBTQ Wall of Honor within the Stonewall National Monument, SNM. Weird name for it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, wait, SNM. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. Uh, in New York City's Stonewall Inn. So it's inside the inn? There's a, yep, there's okay. a museum. Yep. And Maybe. and they have, yeah, they were um, labeled as one of the pioneers, tra trailblazers, and heroes within the museum. Got it. On February 1st, 2020, Governor Andrew Cuomo of New York announced that the East River of State Park in Brooklyn will be renamed in Johnson's honor. It will be the first New York State Park named after an LGBTQIA plus person. Really? Yes. I did not know that. Yes. I mean, that was a year ago. Yeah. I did not know that. That's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. So I, yeah, I wonder... Um, if it was announced on February 1st for Black History Month. Yeah, but it's possible. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. But, I mean, either way. Yeah, very, very. Yeah. I mean, probably performative, but still, like, it feels but like a still, big step to... Yeah, yeah, I mean, performative or not, like, it, it's something that has a lasting effect. It's not like mm -hmm. something that's performative that only lasts the month. Right, exactly, yeah. It's something that's going to last for a long time. Right, it's, and people are... And her name will continue to be in the public eye because of this like yeah. where people are trying to you know be like oh well why is this named you know yeah exactly. we want to know about stuff other people want to know about stuff too so. yeah exactly yeah um and then in august of 2020 it was announced that johnson's hometown elizabeth new jersey would erect a monument to her and I have a closing statement that says, quote, Marsha is honored as a Stonewall pioneer, a drag queen, and Andy Warhol model, an actress, and a revolutionary trans activist. Okay. She was all those things and many, many more things. Yes. Just a all-around wonderful human. Yeah. That's amazing. I did, I did learn a, a little bit, if not some of that, um, this last year. But... Um, it's nice to sit here and talk about the in-depth biography and life of um, someone so influential and yeah. wonderful. Yeah. Very, very happy to have learned this one today. Me too. I was so, like, I, some of, sometimes research, research, 
research takes me uh i usually do research wednesday thursday and friday because mm-hmm. obviously i work full time so i have to do research whenever i'm not working or sometimes when i am don't tell anybody um but i have like it's a lot it's a lot it's a lot to do and i sat down to do research on wednesday and could not figure out what topic i was going to do there are just so many and black history is so dense and there's stuff that people have covered exhaustively that I could cover or there's things that people have literally never touched because they're so just buried under all just everything and whiteness specifically so there's just there's so many things to pick from I couldn't figure out what to do um and I asked my sister and she ended up texting me and saying that you should do um she said you should do the woman who helped start gay pride and I was just like Marsha, why the like? How did yeah. I not think of that? Because there's so many things, and we and we want to like you know we also want to find the things that people don't know about and stuff like Henry Lax was like such a yeah a big I thing literally that, had not heard of. Um, but I think this is the the reason that we're not gonna stop with Black Pride or like Black History Month, um, covering these topics. Like it, it is a part of just history in general. So we're gonna continue to talk about like black and stories. We are- Curious, like we like uh, with how little we got from our public education, we got even less of Black history within that education. Exactly. Like when we were learning about like the history of Black History Month. Sorry, I will get back to what I was saying about this research. But when we were learning about the history of Black History Month, it was said that in many places they have like school events or like school focuses on Black History Month, and I don't recall ever having anything like that no i don't think i had any. not even like grade school you know yeah like nothing so i really really just yeah like like you know give a shit want to know and am super excited about the research and this was one looping it back to what my point was because it usually takes me three days it's just like a lot a lot a lot of stuff and this took a lot of reading and, and like you saw i had a bunch of sources at the beginning but it was the fastest research I've done since we started the show. Yeah, it was a really interesting and, and really fun to learn about. A little bit of a quicker topic, um, just because uh, it, like the content wasn't as extensive as some of the other ones that we've had. It was just a biography of a super important, wonderful person. Um, but biographies can tend to be a little bit short. And um, yeah, yeah, I feel like we just we got everything that we needed, and it was super wonderful, and it was super fun to research. And that was it. That's that's important. That's that. Yeah. Very happy to have learned about it this week. Me too. And now we go off to this land. That this this land is nobody's land. It's definitely not ours. Before we do that, can we take a wee break? Yes, let's take a wee break, and then when we come back, we will um head to the yet to be named. To the, unknown. the unknown. We'll head to the unknown. Hey, I like that, honestly. Okay, anyway. I mean, it's all unknown, really. We're all, we're all, anyway. We're all Lennon. Oh, we're all Lennon, eh? All right, and. Okay. And we're back. Let's get into the unknown. Doesn't feel right yet. Doesn't feel right. We'll find. We'll get it. We'll get it. We'll it feels. Get it. it feels too serious. It feels too serious. Yeah, we'll get there. I think. I think at this uh, at a certain point, I want it to be some sort of like corner. You think of a corner, and then we'll just we'll just cut to me like in a in a dark room. Curiosity corner. That could be good. 
I like Curiosity Corner. But it'll just be me in a dark JC room. Forever it's gotta JC. be a fire pit. It's gotta have to be a fire pit. That's what it should be called. It should be called Forever JC. <laughs> yes. Forever Just Curious. Uh, <laughs> that's that's a good one. Thank you. Thank you. Um, but it'll, yeah, I mean, maybe a fire pit. Fireplace. Fireplace sounds good. Like, I mean, a fireplace. Yeah, fireplace. Um, fire pit. But, but like, a, like an armchair. Like maybe an armchair. Well, we're gonna get yeah, armchairs in our studio at some point because well, we're just that yeah, fancy. I, right, I want like the like the corner with. You can't just, have a fi- an armchair without a fireplace. It's just true. That's, well, like, that's you, It's illegal yeah. in the state of California. Uh, okay, whatever. Regardless, regardless. <laughs> Eventually, we're gonna have a corner, and it's gonna be fine. Curiosity Corner is pretty good. A little CC action. All right. Anyway. If you uh, are just chiming in now and you're like, what the hell are they talking about? I will be um, giving a little fun tidbit at the end of every episode that um, I was curious about in the past week. Junie has, you know, deep research and goes into wonderful topics and tells me all about things for like an hour and a half. And then I um, get to ramble about something stupid for like three minutes and no one cares, but it's fine. It's going to be fun. Perfect. Okay, that's last week's. We're gonna go, we're gonna go to next this week's. Next week's. We're going to next week's. Let's next, next week's. week's. Future future stuff here. Oh, I got two pages this week. Okay. So this. Well, week... I had six. So. Uh... I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> she wins. Back to the drawing board. Okay. Um. So... Oh, I get it because you're a designer. <laughs> that was a fake laugh. You know, from last week, and you were telling me that my like my laugh was fake, and then I was like, "You're a liar." That one, was, this one was fake. I love you. Do you want to learn about something? No. The yeah, episode's over. Me. The episode's over. <laughs> okay, so this week we are gonna answer. <laughs> so stupid. Oh, my notes are so dumb sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Uh, almost always. Um, this week we're gonna learn about why. Um, or the just the truth, maybe not even the truth, about pirates wearing eye patches. Because they get their eyes stepped out. Because they get their eyes stepped out. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, Sorry. the the answer is the answer is not so simple. And this week, after I mean, Sergio, I had a a brief conversation about it, but after diving drunk into on it, Xbox, yes. Uh, we were headset hanging. What are you gonna do? And then I went into a little sounds bit of... like when you commit suicide by hanging yourself with your headset cord. Anyway, way to go dark. <laughs> we were just hanging out with headsets on. Um, sounds kind of gay. Yeah, it was. We might have been naked, but that wasn't. But that that had nothing to do with it's it. It's besides the point. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, I would do a little deeper vibe. Deeper vibe. Deeper vibes and deeper dives. Deeper dive. <laughs> so I'm deep thought. All right, let's get to the. <laughs> that was also a fake laugh. In case you were wondering, that was a fake. That laugh. wasn't your real laugh. You aren't a voice in SpongeBob. <laughs> no, I am. Oh, okay. But that has nothing to do with my fake laugh. Anyway, I just, just want to note that um, in my notes here. Um, <laughs> uh, it says who to the, fucking thunk it. No, the shut the fuck up, everybody. <laughs> I'm trying to tell some fact. I'm literally at line one. I'm, I'm at line one in my notes. Speaking of line one, it reads pirates put eye ritz because the the eye patch. I thought it was fucking hilarious. 
<laughs> two pages of this. It's two pages of that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Why do you think there's only one one eye in pirates? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That would have been the better joke. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, yes, if you're speaking out loud, but written down, this looks funny. Don't look at my notes. <laughs> Don't look at my notes. Uh, anyway. They, I can't read them anymore. Yeah, it was, it was just, kidding. that was for me. That was for me. I didn't even have to no, mention it. It was for me. I'm still at line one. Can I get to line two? I don't know. Can you? I would love to. Um, okay, so, contrary to popular belief, popular belief well i mean okay so disclaimer uh there is no actual known reason for the eye patch thing but i'm gonna go into why all the all the so there's no definitive answer to this which is you know fun to learn as well but um a lot of very smart people people smarter than i um smarter than us Nice. Smarter than I. Okay. Um. The uh, they don't think it had anything to do with uh, missing eyes or injured eyes. It had to do with how you can see better at you can see better at sea. See better at sea. It's like you know, like when 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 you're like looking at something, like when when people are inspecting diamonds, they always do like this. Like, yeah, focus that, better. I think that's for focus. Um, that's well, yeah, but they're focusing through their they're through their thing. I'm at line two. They're can I get to line three? It's not a telescope. What is it? What's the thing that parents look to? It's a telescope. It is a telescope. I don't know. Periscope. Periscope. That's what submarines. Oh, periscope oh periscope's up. Uh, it doesn't matter. Anyway, that's an app. Um, <laughs> we should make an app I called God Horror. Damn it! Can I get to my shit? Sorry. <laughs> this is the only reason why this episode is going to break an hour. <laughs> I'm so upset right now. Okay. Well, it had nothing to do with <laughs> injured or missing eyes, according to a lot of smarter people, but it had everything to do with seeing in the dark. Because, you know, pirates are known to be notorious um, hide-and-seek players, if you weren't aware of that. There is a uh, an actual pirate named Jim Sheedy, who um, notoriously made his crewmates play um, hide and seek while they were on long voyages. Sounds kind of gay. Uh, none of that was true. Um, Jim Sheedy is actually a doctor of vision science, which sounds like he belongs on WandaVision, but he's definitely not. I don't. Uh, he's not in there. All the scientists and assholes in there are assholes. So we we made it. We made it to our Marvel reference for this episode. <laughs> no spoilers. Everybody loves it. So I mean, I'm not gonna give any spoilers. But Jim Sheedy, a doctor of vision science. Isn't that just called an optometrist? Nope. Vision <laughs> science. He's not an optometrist. He 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 studies vision. He doesn't. Uh, you know. Look at eyeballs of other people and be like, "Hey, you need glasses." And study their vision. No, he has, he he studies vision as a whole. He's a vision scientist. Shut up. Um, he reported to the Wall Street Journal that although eyes adapt from dark to light very quickly, it can take up to twenty five minutes for eyes to adapt from light to darkness, which is a very long time if you you know compare it to quickly. Versus, 25 minutes is longer than quickly for it is, sure versus quickly yeah yeah exactly um 
but uh, this served them for when they were going. Well, th these are all again. These are all um, uh, guesses, I guess. Educated guesses. They're speculation theorizing about yeah, this. Absolutely. Um, but it could be when they were going, you know, from the top of the deck to below the deck, and it could be also when they were plundering and attacking other ships. I will answer your question in a second. Um, but you know, they could be attacking a ship in the daytime and then going below and then switching their eye patch to the adjusted eye to see below deck. Oh, okay, got it. What is your question? I was gonna say, did they wear an eye patch so it cuts the adjustment time in half? <laughs> so when they go below deck, they only have to wait 12 and a half minutes <laughs> for it to adjust. No, they would switch so that one of their eyes was already adjusted to darkness so they would see immediately in the dark. That sounds really educated. That sounds exactly right. Yeah. Um so but I'm, I'm going to get I'm going to get to the whole like why you know why why uh where uh anyway. Where does Jack Sparrow fall? Into? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um so, here's the part where it's all basically speculation because there are no first person sources from history about this. So there's no actual it's historical. It's like a media trope. It's. I mean, it. I mean, there's no first-person sources that it was used from going from light to dark. There's no sources. Oh, about I thought that. you just meant with with no, uh, I think pirates that, wearing eye patches. In that's general. a media trope. I think that is definitely a trope. But I was trying to find the origins of it. Um, but there are no actual historical things or sources to say. That they used it to see better in the dark. Maybe the person who started that trend for pirates thought about this fact. The like, like you know, like that. It makes total sense if a pirate were to wear an eye patch and then just put that in their pirate movie. So I'm gonna get to where the eye patch was on a pirate was first seen. Ooh, okay. Um. Uh, so yeah. Uh. Let's see. Where was I? Um, so yeah, since there are no sources, I mean, everyone's like, well, then, you know, whatever, how does it, how do you get there? Um, but there is actually no real question about if it works or not, because the wonderful Mythbusters tested it in 2007 on an episode, and their findings were basically that, like, you're, uh, your covered eye will not lose its like adaptive quality when you're in light. So even if one of your eyes is adapting, like your other eye is still going to retain being able to see in low light. So you are able to switch it over. Like, cause that was a question. Like if one of your eyes sees light, will your other eye like follow suit and like sort of adapt to that? And it won't. So you are able to retain your adaptiveness in one eye which makes sense because it's always about how much light is being let into your eye and like that's why your pupil size is different and stuff like that so if there's less yeah. light being let into your eye it can't be absorbing anything yeah. or getting the like training of course so it's only the lack of historical records that um keep it from being actually confirmed okay um uh and actually there's one military manual for pilots that points out uh that one eye will retain the adaptation if protected, like by closing your eye or whatever, like covering it, anything like that. There's actually a military mail that points that out, like an old one. Um, and the FAA actually recommends that pilots should close. The FAA. 
What does FAA stand for? Federal Air Aviation Aviation Association. Uh, it's it's pilot people. Okay. The the federal pilot people. The people that do the whole sky stuff, all the sky things. Skymall. Um, Skymall. They do Skymall. Got it. Okay. Uh, they recommend that um, a pilot should actually close one eye when using a light if they're flying like at night. If they're flying in the dark and they need to use a light to see something. That they should close one eye. Oh, like when you're in a car driving and like you should... Exactly. Okay, so if okay, you're in a car see, driving, yeah, you yeah. need to look like a map. Which I don't know. Who the fuck looks at maps? My dad. He's a thousand. Your dad is a thousand. Um, but yeah, they, but the FAA recommends if you're going to use a light, like in the dark, like and you're a pilot, you're flying at night, like to close one eye. So not both of your eyes have to adapt to the light. And one of your eye retains its ad- adaptation to the darkness. That's crazy because if I, I don't know, I feel like so much light gets let in. Like, for instance, I have to sleep with a blanket on my head every night because if I don't, I'll get a migraine with, like, even if it's like a clock light or like the light that's flooding through my shades that are closed when I'm sleeping, I will wake up with a migraine because my eyes are so sensitive to light. Like, yeah. I feel like that doesn't, it, sh- it doesn't really do the job. But it's not about like your sensitivity to light. It's about the adaptation of like, you, even if light gets through, like it's not that they're, they're not getting like headaches from it. Like their well, eyes yeah, are not. But I think that like, if, because so much light is being let in when my eye is closed, if I turn a light on Regard- like, regardless, if you didn't cover your face when you went to sleep and you woke up in the dark, you would be able to see better than... Talking about the pilot thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, like, it's not about sensitivity to light. It's about your eye adapting to the dark. And, and it's well, not, okay, it's not but enough- if I slept with the light on is what I'm saying. Like, that's the thing. It's like, if, if you closed your eyes, like, right now, it seems like there's so much light already that my eye is probably used to the light versus the dark. Like, I mean, it's honestly wanna, the same argue, with like, pirates, too. Do you want to argue with these scientists? Yeah, I do. I mean... Fucking fight me. <laughs> anyway, sorry, continue. I think regardless, uh, when your eyes are closed, I mean, we also have, like, lights on us. And, in, in, like, when you're sleeping, there's, like, a small light on. Like, your eyes are still going to be adapted to the darkness. They're not going to be adapted to a bright light. Um, so that's the whole theory or whatever. Um, again, it's not confirmed. Um, you know, a lot of smarter people... No, but then I, I got to thinking, since it's not confirmed, I want to know when, like, the first recorded pirate with an eye patch came in. And it was actually uh, an Arab ruler in the Persian Gulf who was once the most famous pirate. I was going to say that. There was going to be one fucking yes. notorious pirate. So, um, there is a record of him wearing an eye patch after losing one in battle. So, which points to the opposite theory of like what everyone's speculating. Just injury. Uh, so then I thought maybe they wanted to like, like since he was the most famous pirate, like who's to say like other pirates didn't want to look fucking cool. They right. Exactly. They didn't oh, yeah. want to look Okay. That's the like actual, him. that's the theory I subscribe to is that this one dude was so fucking just gnarly and so sick that he lost an eye in battle had to wear an eye patch and the other pirates were like well i'm not tough if i didn't that's fucking it. lose my eye exactly. so like i have to do it that's they, that's 100 i subscribe to that was funny, like okay we have there has to be like a real reason like no they just yeah. want to look cool yeah. yeah exactly and it could have been a trend that caught on and then uh, but i don't know that's also my own speculation just from finding out no, this that's, fact that's true that's facts don't even email us that's facts but hope I, you have a printer because that's big facts you um once uh made me pronounce something 
in an episode and i mean i think i was close you were i think you were spot on and then i butchered it exactly after you uh, said it but now i have one and i I, i'm not um you know informed in arab names at all this is gonna feel bad it's i mean we're just trying to pronounce it it's not like i don't know how to like, cause I want to give his name, but I, I just, I, okay. oh my God, it's, it's, it's so long. Okay. I even like accidentally left a part out. Well, I, I, here's, this is, so here, if you look at my notes, there's a shorter version of it. And then that actually goes between those that I saw in a, in a longer version of his name. Okay. So this whole thing is his name. Yes. And then there's a part where this is in it. That goes in between these two. Okay. Which, I mean, if you look at the structure, it's like, I don't know, like this for some, the IBN, which I don't even know how to pronounce. It's, gonna, it's okay. I'll Arab, tell you. It's an Arab uh, spelling, but, or like an English, Arab to English spelling, but I don't even know how okay. to pronounce that. But that seems to be a separator for name so it's like that 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 and then al jahimi is like his last name i think jahami sure all right so should i say the ibn's then yeah but uh, i it's, okay. i don't know the i don't know the actual like pronunciation you know decorum. if the ibn's are not just separators <laughs> then it's just gonna... well i mean i don't i didn't mean they were separators as in not said i mean it seems to be between names Okay. Like when I was looking at the names, like they're the it seems to be between these names. And I mean obviously I have no education in this, so Rama Ibn Jabir Ibn Adbi or Ad yeah, no. Yeah, that was right. Adbi al Jalhami. Yeah. That and that that's as good as I could have gotten, I guess. That's his name. That's the full name. That's the full name of uh an air an Arab ruler in the Persian Gulf. Um I don't. I didn't get the year. I should have wrote that down. It's okay. Your turn. It's, it's a long time ago. Uh, Rama ibn Jabir ibn Adbi al Jahami. I think I nailed it. You missed the L on the last name, but yeah. No, I said al Jahami. Jalhami. Jalhami. Yeah, you said Jahami both times. I did, and you do right. I tried separating it like literally like letter by letter in this grid to get it right. But, you know, it's good. He it's was good. he was uh, a very notorious and like well-known pirate. And there is like illustrations of him wearing an eye patch because he was the, the first he lost his eye in a battle. And I think since he was the most famous, that's I think so hard. It's easy to like speculate, at least from my point of view, that he was just, you know, an idol to a lot of pirates after him. I love it. But who's to say? Everyone else, uh, all these, you know, scientists think it was because of light, but who's to say? No, humans are dumb. It's definitely about just looking cool. It's about looking cool. Yeah. And that's all I have for you this week. All right. That, that's well, that was wonderful. Thing. I loved that. Yeah, I thought that was really fun. It was something like, I wanted to dig into, like, a lot more than I usually want to, like, I just, like, get a quick fact and I'm like cool that one I was like I need to know more so back back to my thought about this um you said there's an app called periscope but I was thinking that we should make a um make a an astrology app called horrorscope and then just like tell people how they're gonna die or something like that based on like a spooky scope yeah love that yeah
TM, TM, TM. TM, 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 TM. TM, TM. Or we could just literally call, we should start another podcast and call it Horoscope, which is probably already thing. But if it's not, it's ours. TM, 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 TM. That's that's a verbal trademark. That's an agreement. All right. Uh, Wonderful. Well, that's all I had. Uh, Again, if you see anything that I missed or if you think that there's anything that I missed in this episode and or something that I got profoundly wrong, um, a lot of the language here is sensitive language. So if there's anything that, again, I I got wrong or I said wrong, please feel free to let us know. We're always 100% ready to learn. Obviously, that's what the podcast is about. And ready to be better. So just let us know. Um, this was a super fun episode. And I feel like we say that every week. But these are just getting more and more, I don't know, exciting and fun to do. And I yeah. love it. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to actually even get into all the... Because I know there's we have like a huge arsenal of like things that we love. Which is basically paranormal and true crime stuff yeah that i'm excited to dive deeper into like a lot of the topics that we already know as well like think we know at least like dive into those things over the next i actually know who i'm like, doing next week now year like the next year we're going to be diving into like so many things that i think are going to be things we are familiar with and things we aren't familiar with. like a, a lot of the topics that we've covered so far i've been so unfamiliar with i know yeah me too 100 percent I'm really excited to to do both, have like the really fun episodes for us. And I think a lot of the people that we have as listeners will be interested in. And then the things that like none of us really know anything about. I'm excited. Me too. Um, again, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Misfits in Tidbits. That's an N-M-I-S-F-I-T-S-N-T-I-D-B-I-T-S. B-T-S. B-T-S. <laughs> um follow us there uh interact with us we we want to talk and hang and do all the things um did you already say the email hello at mntpodcast.com i think i've said that at least twice but there's your third and or second time there we go um and all? you can go to mntpodcast.com to find all of our links and all of our things and see just extra information about us misfits all the stuff and um, we will keep that mostly up to date and give you all like the new facts and figures and stuff about us. And um, please feel free to just like hop in our email and start a dialogue or tweet at us or, you know, whatever. And also another reminder to please, if you're listening, um, go to Apple Podcasts if you're listening there or not. Please give us a five star rating or, you know, an honest rating. Who am I to tell you what to do? with your life do your own thing um just rate us review us um tell us how to be better because we will listen to that as well um but please just it'll help us get an honest and good view of what the listeners are thinking and feeling and want and um follow us on spotify or wherever you get your podcasts and if you want to watch us and see all the images while we talk about them Go to YouTube and subscribe to us there. Um, just search Miss Smash Tidbits. that motherfucking like button. Smash that fucking like button. Oh, I got sorry, I blacked out. I got into YouTube character for a second. Um, and that's all the things I think. YouTube. Thank all you right. so much for listening and or watching, and we will definitely see you next Monday for a brand new topic. Catch new episodes of Misfits and Tidbits every Monday.
Meh.